Hi, this is Tom from SpyMovieNavigator.com and our podcast, Cracking the Code of Spy Movies. In this episode, we're going to take a no-spoiler look at the Hindi Bollywood spy movie, Patan. Now, if you don't know this movie, you should. Patan is a movie that just set the box office record for a Hindi movie when it opened on January 25th, 2023. We've seen it twice, and we'll tell you why we think it's been so successful. Now, remember, this is a no-spoiler discussion, so we will keep the spoilers out of it. Our goal here is to give you our opinion whether or not this movie is worth watching. I'm going to start this out by admitting that this is the first Bollywood movie I've ever seen. I'm sure I'll make some comments here that'll show my naivety to this genre of movies. We've previously watched the excellent Indian spy movie Razi, but that movie doesn't have the same feel as Patan. Razi is a fantastic spy movie, but it doesn't have anywhere near the same level of action that Patan does. And we often talk about how we tend to like less action in our spy movies than what we've been getting lately from James Bond and Mission Impossible. Well, Patan is that higher level of action and stunts, but we do like how they did the action and really like this movie. So let's go ahead and talk about Patan without giving you any spoilers. Now, as we mentioned in our January 31st, 2023 spy movie news episode, Patan is the fourth movie of the YRF spy universe. Now, for those of you who aren't familiar with the YRF spy universe, it's an Indian universe of spy action thriller movies. The main characters are fictional RAW agents. Now, RAW is the real-world Indian Foreign Intelligence Service, and it means Research and Analysis Wing. Because of the spy universe, future movies can be created as offshoots from Patan. They lift this thing open to be able to do that. Now, there's another real-world intelligence agency mentioned in Patan, and that's ISI, which is the Inner Service Intelligence Agency in Pakistan. The main plot of Patan revolves around a private terrorist organization called Outfit X. The lead of Outfit X is a guy named Jim. We love that. Very simple. A unit in RAW is created called JOKER, which stands for Joint Operation and Covert Research. This group recruits agents who were injured and had to retire. Patan is the character who's the lead agent of this group. There is a mention of the Japanese term kintsugi, which is an art of repairing broken pottery with gold, and it's an apt analogy for the Joker team. Remember, these are agents who were injured and had to retire and have been put back together in a team. Now, most spy movies have a MacGuffin, and in Patan, it is Rock Beach. We won't tell you more than the name, but most spy hit movies have a MacGuffin, including this one. Now, as we're keeping this episode spoiler-free, that's as far as we're going to go in terms of describing the plot. We don't want to give it away. This is an action movie that has some fantastic action sequences. And one thing that we couldn't place while watching it is that the fight scenes felt different to us versus how we see fights in Bond or Mission Impossible, for example. We aren't quite sure we know what makes them feel different, but parts of them had almost an animated feel to them, although they weren't animated. It was pretty cool the way they did it. Now, Patan does have some action scenes that follow the lead of many spy movies. There are chases, there are fights, uh, cars and SUVs involved in both. There's fighting on a train, because you have to have fighting on a train in a spy movie. There's a motorcycle chase down a snow-covered mountain. A helicopter is used for escape, and more. There's one stunt that uses two helicopters that we won't give away, but that was new to us. 
We don't think we've ever seen two helicopters used in this manner before, and it was pretty cool. The sequence at the end of the movie has a chase with some neat-looking, but probably not very practical or realistic vehicles. All in all, we think the action is very good in Patan. So let's move on to the cast. The title character is played by Shah Rukh Khan. Now, we had read that he was a huge star in India before going to this movie. He's been around a long time. He's won most of the acting awards available in India. But his last few movies didn't do so well, so Patan is a movie to try to bring him back. After the first time we saw Patan, we talked to an Indian couple. And it was kind of funny because as we were done and leaving, the wife stopped and said, Now, Shah Rukh Khan is a huge star in India. So she really confirmed what I'd been reading before going to this movie. The main antagonist in this movie is a character called Jim, played very well by John Abraham. He's the lead terrorist for Outfit X, and John Abraham's another well-known action actor in India. And this was great casting. Abraham plays this character mean, but he seems to have fun with the role. Now, he didn't have the same cybernetically enhanced arm as Killian in the animated movie Spies in Disguise, but there's something about this Jim character that reminded us of Killian. We don't exactly know what. He doesn't look identically, but there's something there for us. Now, we really liked this bad guy called Jim. Well, we, we didn't like him, but we think he's very well played and a very well-written villain. We especially like there's one sequence where he's talking to Patan and it's shot with a really tight close-up on Jim. His facial expressions were top-notch here. Abraham as Jim is very frightening and he looks huge. In reality, he's six feet tall, but he looks larger than that because Shah Rukh Khan and Salman Khan are five foot six and five foot seven, respectively. And we'll talk about Salman Khan in a minute. The next actor to highlight is the female lead, and her character name is Rubina Mosin, and she's played by Deepika Padukone. Rubina is an interesting character. We don't want to go into the role at all since this is a no-spoiler discussion. She's very important in the movie, gets a lot of screen time, but we don't want to give her away. Now the actress, Deepika, is also a model, and she is stunningly beautiful. And she's not in Patan just for her beauty. She plays Rubina quite well, and she holds her own acting against or with Shah Rukh Khan. She has the skills to pull off the action sequences as well. Playing Patan's boss, Nandini, is actress Dimpal Kapadia. A non-Bollywood audience may recognize her from her role as Priya in the 2020 movie, Tenant. I loved this character. Nandini is a bit like Judi Dench's M in the James Bond movies, and that she's the female boss. Dench was four years younger than Kapadia when she first played M in Goldeneye, but here Nandini is called Ma'am by everyone, similar to Dench's M. But Kapadia's role is handled very different than M in Patan. Again, we don't want to spoil anything, so we won't go further into this, but you definitely get to see Kapadia's acting chops here. We like this character, and we really like Kapadia's performance. Finally, there's a cameo by another Bollywood superstar, Salman Khan. He plays a character called Tiger. Now, Bollywood fans may recognize that name. 
because we mentioned that Patan was the fourth movie in the YRF spy universe. Well, Tiger is a character that has appeared in two other YRF movies starring Salman Khan, and he just grabs you instantly when he's on the screen. When you see him, it's like, boom, that guy's going to be good. So remember, we haven't seen a Bollywood movie before, but we knew instantly that Shah Rukh Khan and Salman Khan were big-name actors when they appeared on screen. Their presence just works. And together, their chemistry is great. We wish they were together more in this movie. There's an interesting mid credit scene at the end with the two that's pretty funny. Now, the fun part about all of this is Shah Rukh and Salman have been acting competitors for years. They supposedly had a long-standing rift that's been patched up, and we're happy about that as they work very well together here. Okay, let's move on to a few other things we liked in this movie. Holograms have a role in Patan. We'll stop to keep this no spoiler, but we like holograms and especially like how they're used here. Like many spy movies, numerous locations are used throughout the movie, which is good to see. There's also a novel use of a speed skater that we like. We aren't sure how realistic it was for the scene, but it was a neat touch that I don't remember seeing in any other spy movie. Now you know that we like to talk about how a movie was influenced by other spy movies. Well, Patan has some definite influences. The movies Mission Impossible 3, Diamonds Are Forever, Red Notice, No Time to Die, On Her Majesty's Secret Service, all seem to have influenced Patan. Again, we'll keep it no spoiler, so we won't say too much more. We'll talk about a couple of the influences. And one of the things that we will point out here is an influence that we think came from Diamonds Are Forever. In Diamonds, we like Wind and Kint, the, the villains. And we especially liked that they had their own musical riff that it played whenever they came on screen. Well, in Patan, the character Jim sort of gets his own riff. And we say sort of as it isn't 100% consistent. In action sequences, his riff plays when he comes onto the scene. But his non-action sequences don't use that riff for Jim. So it's similar to having Wind and Kint having a riff that plays. When you hear it, you know they're there. But they use it differently. There's also a sequence that feels like it could have come out of many Mission Impossible movies or Red Notice. And this sequence is the way that the agents describe how they're going to have to get past a very complex security system. In all of these cases, Mission Impossible's Red Notice, and here, the security is intense, and we need to understand the various and almost impossible means needed to get around the security. And, as in most spy movies, the henchmen are terrible shots with their guns. It's impressive how many bullets fly and how little gets hit. Plus, at one point, there's a complex plan used to try to kill Patan. As we yell at the villains every time we talk about James Bond, just shoot them! And they don't seem to ever want to do that. Now again, as in most spy movies these days, the communication systems with the agents work flawlessly, regardless of where in the world the agent is or how deeply encased in a metal structure they might be. Also, look for some correlation between Patan's childhood and that of James Bond. So again, we want to keep this no spoiler, so we're going to leave the influences there. But now let's move into the experience of watching Patan for this Bollywood novice viewer. 
Now, I had heard that Bollywood movies include song and dancing, but since Razzi didn't have any of that, I thought it was only for the, rom- the romantic movies. Well, I was wrong. There's a song and dance sequence in the middle of this movie and one during the credits. And what caught me most off guard about this is that the characters' outfits changed during the sequence. Plus, the main singer of the song sometimes was singing and sometimes not, even though there were words to the song. So the singing and dancing is unlike what we see in a musical like West Side Story, where the different characters are singing and you see it, and there's not costume changes in the middle of the song. So that was a little different for me to see. Now, I did like how the song was used as a transition to bring the movie forward, and it needed it, because this movie is two hours and 26 minutes long, and that song helped us progress through what could have been a pretty slow spot. Another thing that I learned from someone as we were walking out after the movie was over was the definition of an expression used multiple times in Patan. The English subtitles just used Jayind for this expression and didn't define it, and I apologize if I misspoke that. I didn't understand what it meant, because they just had the, the letters there. They didn't, they didn't translate it for me. Fortunately, one of the people I talked with said, for a U.S. person, this would be something like God Bless America, but for India. It's kind of like Long Live India or something like that. And I was so happy to hear this from those people, because it was driving me crazy, because it wasn't translated in the subtitles. So now when you go and watch that movie, if you didn't know it, you now know what that phrase means. Now, when No Time to Die came out, we did a podcast episode describing the viewing experience in different release formats, namely IMAX, Standard 2D, 3D, and 4DX. And in talking about No Time to Die, we said that we liked the standard, or or really the Dolby Cinema version, better than the IMAX version. Well, Patan is also available in, in many different formats, IMAX, Standard 2D, 4DX, and other. In our market, we only saw it available in IMAX and Standard 2D, and we watched it on each. The first time we saw it was a noon showing on a weekday on IMAX. There were maybe 15 of us in the theater. And then we watched it again on Sunday afternoon in Standard 2D, and the theater was sold out for this showing. It was great to be back in a packed movie theater. Just having the audience's reaction of laughing and expressing shock during parts of the movie was fantastic to see again. And most of the audience that was there, I assumed to be Indian. And there was some laughter at some points that I didn't see the humor in. So it was kind of neat to see that there's a cultural thing going on here that I missed a few of the funny parts just because I didn't have the cultural background. And that's great to see because I wouldn't have known that was supposed to be funny when watching it if I didn't have the audience helping me along. Now, as opposed to No Time to Die, we like the IMAX viewing of Patan more than the 2D version. The 2D version was fine, but we really liked this on IMAX. So we do recommend you see this on IMAX if you can. Now, Patana's release here in the U.S. is not rated. In the U.K., cuts were made to get a 12A classification, although there is a 15 classification available. In this packed showing we went to on Sunday, there were many families there. And this surprised me given the violence in this movie. That said, after the movie was over, we asked a nine-year-old girl what she thought of the movie, and she said she liked it a lot. So maybe the violence wasn't as bad as I thought, or maybe I'm just an old guy and younger kids are exposed to more violence, so it's not as big a deal. That said, two shootings happened off-screen that would have been very violent and pretty disturbing if we saw them on-screen. 
So we assume that Patan would receive a PG-13 or maybe an R rating here in the U.S. if it had received a rating, but my guess is probably a PG-13. So that's a wrap of our non-spoiler review of Patan. If you don't speak Hindi and are okay with English subtitles, we think Patan is an action-based spy movie that any spy movie fan would want to see. This has been Tom from SpyMovieNavigator.com and our show, Cracking the Code of Spy Movies. Please help us out and subscribe to our show through your favorite podcast app. Thanks for listening. We appreciate it.